0: Will you bow your heads, Lord, this story that you bring us into, Lord, is, is so much more vast, so, so much more wide and deep and drenched in your love. And Lord, the victory is that when Your Son died, He resurrected. That death could not hold Him down. Father, we thank You for sending Your Son. And Lord, as we come into the Advent, as we anticipate a second coming of that very Son, we pray, Lord, that our hearts and our minds would be open not only to the gift, but to you as the giver, Father, as it is your sovereign plan, as you've taken joy in the sacrifice of your Son so that we may be adopted heirs, that we may come to the banquet table that you've prepared for us to celebrate you, to glorify you, Lord God, I ask that we would be a people that would listen, that would have ears to hear, that could obey truth, that would respond not because of our own works, but because of Your grace, we would respond in obedience, in a righteousness and a salvation that You've robed us in. Let us be a people that walk among our families and our neighbors and in our city, Lord, in a humility, not considering ourselves more than we ought to, but that we have been benefactors of a great giver, the giver of eternal life. Lord, your scriptures today, we ask that you speak to us far beyond a film and far beyond this moment. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would move among us, that you would call us to conviction, that you would call us to repentance, that you would call us to understand the joy of God, the goodness of a great giver, the wonder and the mystery of our relationship to our Savior. And we thank you for this morning. We thank You for this time. We praise You, and we exalt Your holy name. We sense You calling us into a a deeper relationship with Yourself, Lord. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. This morning, uh, I'd like to start just by asking you to think about what it is to be called into the Advent, to be called into this anticipation of the sun, this time that um, we call Christmas. I want you to think about what is Christmas? Is Christmas a date? Is it a specific date in December? Is Christmas... A stagnant, fixed moment in time? What is the story that God's bringing us into? If we were to read the whole story from cover to cover, if we were to read the Holy Scriptures, what is the one thing that God would want us to know? This week I asked my family that, and we talked about many benefits of the gift of Jesus Christ as our Savior, and sometimes we think that the story is, is not exactly what God wanted us to, to, to receive. We receive many gifts from the gift, and sometimes we, we love little pieces of the gift, and and we get pulled away from the gift that reveals what? If you're to read cover to cover, you will see that God the Father had a plan. In this in this film, that man did not have a plan to sacrifice his son. In this story, our good God, the Giver, had it in his plan to sacrifice his son on purpose and took great pleasure when you hear that bridge going, ratcheting down, and you think of the sacrifice that the Son is about to make, you need to know that a sovereign God, a good God, the greatest of all givers, sent His Son, as you hear the cross going up, maybe there's this sound of the the wood creaking of that scandalous day on the the skull, Golgotha, on the, the mountain called Skull, as you see the cross going up, as you hear the sins wretcheding Him down, as you hear it cranking upon the Son, the sins of the world, that this Father sent His Son to die, yes, a tragedy. Yes, a profound death. But why did He send Him? I think many times we think He sent Him so that I can be free, so that I can be made righteous, so that I could have holiness, so I could finally stand with the Father, so I can have eternal life. And we take the disposition of all the things that we receive. And the greatest is to know the Giver The Son was sent to reveal the giver. I want you, the reason, the big reason I showed this is I want you to think of the Father, but I want you to think of your Holy Father. Yes, Christmas, we talk about Christ, but he was sent to reveal the Father. And the Father had a plan so that you would know Him. And what He wants you to know of Him is that He loves you. He is a loving Father. He is not only the giver of the gift of who Jesus is, but He is the giver of love. He wants you to know that. And His Son obeyed Him so that we would have the opportunity to know that. Christmas. Mas. M-A-S is joy. Christ's joy. The joy of Christ. Could it be contained to one day? No, there's moments in our lives where Christ's joy is abounding everywhere. Christmas is about God has sent His Son so that He would be born of a virgin. Therefore, Christ's joy is Christ being born. Therefore, Christmas must be happening all of the time because Christ is being born among us all of the time. All over the world. And so when when Christ is born, then the light comes on. Then the light of the world is magnified. When Christ is received by those He is choosing and calling and beckoning and wooing to Himself. When Christ is born in one, that is Christmas. That is the joy of Christ. It cannot be contained to one day. It can't be contained to a tradition. It can't be contained by man. When one receives Christ, the light of the world goes on all over the place. Can you see the planet right now? As people are receiving Christ... As they're understanding the joy of Christ. Celebrating Christ's joy. The joy of Christ. And our place in that to be ones that are the symbol of that joy. To speak through our lives to others so that they would see the joy of Christ is Christmas. Our place in God's plan is not only to receive the gift from the giver, but to be gift givers. To show and demonstrate people the joy of Christ. We should contemplate what is the joy of Christ in my life? What is the joy of knowing that one has... Before the foundations of the earth thought of me and written me in the book of life. Who are we to be chosen? The elect. The ones called by God into this story. This place of immense satisfaction. Of incredible, unparalleled foundational security. The giver. Did he give because he needed something? No. In the assessment of our existence as sinners, as depraved, he did not send his son so that he would gain something. He is not incomplete without us. It's rather the other. We are incomplete without him. He is sovereign. He is not codependent. He is independent. He is not playing games here. He has a beautiful plan for us to receive. 16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish. That means be separate from Him in hell, but have eternal life, fresh life all of the time, never ending. See, the Giver, the Father gave the Son. The gift, the Son gave His life. Look at John 14.1, if you'll turn there with me. It says this. As we concentrate on the Giver, as we think of who the Giver is, who the Father is, let not your hearts be troubled. Troubled, Believe in God. Believe also in Me. In My Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. And I will take you to Myself, that where I am, you also may be. And you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to Him, Lord, we do not know where You're going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Me. If you had known Me, you would have known My Father also. From now on, you do know Him. And you have seen Him. You'll, you're going to through all through December, all during this time of Advent, of gift giving, as we see gift givers, and, and when you receive a gift, it tells you a lot about who gave you the gift, doesn't it? If you get uh, the cologne set again, maybe the gift doesn't realize that they keep giving you that every year. Or there's always a suspicious re-gifting if they've received too many uh, Christmas cookies and you receive stale Christmas cookies. The things that you receive are a reflection of the giver. Believe it or not, people know kind of what to expect from whatever and however you give. If you put thought into your gifts, if there's meaning in in what you are giving to another, this scripture here in John 14 says, "If you know the Son, you know the Father. If you know this gift, you know the giver." I am the Father, one. Can you hear that? Okay. What is the manner in which God is, is, has sent us the gift? The conversation that Aaron read up here, when we read John 3:16 to, to 21, is a conversation between one that is seeking, is feeling called, and wants to know the story. His name's Nicodemus. It's a Christmas conversation. Jesus is saying, Be born again. You must have a new spirit. And he's saying, It's Jesus himself saying, The Christmas story is that Christ is born. And when Christ is born in you, you must be born again. And what is the manner in which this takes place? This is on God's terms. And over and over and over again, for you to be able to receive the gift, gift, you must believe. It is by faith. And today, you must ask yourself, do I believe? Do I believe that Christ is being reborn in me as as I'm... Uh, becoming less and He is becoming more? Is this the process in which I'm in? Or have I received the gift and I think it's super swell that I have eternal life? But this Scripture says some of us don't get to the point where we say, I've received the gift. I understand the joy of having Christ in me. So filled by that joy that I am now wanting to be an expression of Following Jesus to others. In fact, he he says this in his story. He says, "Whoever believes in him." He says, "I'm sorry, 17." For God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through Him. Whoever believes in Him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world and people love the darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed. That means we want to persist in our own ways. Some of us have the gift of Christ. Some of us understand the more we, un- we, we know Jesus, we know the Father. Some of us know this. But there are some of us that, w- that want the light of the world, but want to live in darkness. He says the light... Exposes. See, you know what light does? When, when the light is turned on, it exposes. It has its own evidence that it is on. So when light comes in, it, it exposes these things. But it says, some men love the darkness. And so they turn away from the light as to not be exposed. Do we love the light? That of the gift that we've received from God? Or do we want to persist in our own ways? In the darkness, we persist in our own ways. You know if you're living in the light or the dark, if you're persisting in your own way, are, is there a way that we are living that is persistently of us, of our carnality, of our sin? Or are we being drawn to the light? Do we find joy in what the truth is. Plainly denying godliness. Being obnoxious in our pride. Making excuses as to why we can't see what God has showed us. He says some get so upset, so aggravated with the light that they reject the light. They reject the Gospel. The story is as we keep coming back to the gospel and the power and the authority that God has as He he exposes our sin, as He calls us to Himself in spite of our sin, as He calls us to Him, He says, look at things through the light. Look at each other through the light of the gospel. Yes, as we are together, the closer we come to Jesus and to each other, we actually see much of each other's darkness. All of the reasons that we would humanly reject each other. God says, This light so that you will not be condemned. Now is not that time. But there's a condemnation, there is a, a weight, bearing the weight of what is right, what is godly. And He calls us all to this light. but We have to remember that when God calls us to the truth, it is to sanctify us. It is to to cleanse us. It is not to hurt us. This plan is of the Giver. The Father. He has sent His Son to reveal His ways and His goodness. He came not to condemn, so when we come close to the light, it is not our condemnation that should be first out of our mind, but He came to save us. Over and over again. Christ's joy, Christmas happening over and over again. Being reborn in new ways. In new areas of our life. Because of the love of God. He loves us and He's calling us into his fold. But it says this, that the exposure of that like light shows the lack of godliness, the lack of godly work. And so we 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 flee at that point and we become afraid. I want you to look at John fourteen twenty seven. Just a little farther than we were we did John one one through eleven. In fact I'll back up a little bit even This is the latter part of John 14. It says, These things I've spoken to you while I'm still with you. This is Jesus. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring you to remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. When the light turns on, many people get afraid, they're exposed, their lack of godliness, and their lack of righteousness, and and their love for the dark, and the evil, and the wicked, that our sins get exposed, and so many become afraid. And Jesus is addressing that saying, do not be afraid, let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I'm going away, and I will come to you. If you loved Me, you would have rejoiced because I'm going to the Father for the Father is greater than I. But instead, we get paralyzed by our fears. And so... Uh, What I'm saying to you today, if you have known Christ's joy, that it's time for you to continuously learn how to come back to Christ's joy. That's called the Gospel. We keep coming back to why we've been set free. There's no root system to fear for those who follow Christ and understand the power of the Father sending the Son and Him dying for our sins. There's no more power of darkness. There's no more wooing of wickedness. There's no more of that illness that God. God is setting forth. He says, come back to the joy of Christ. Come back and see the revealed truths of your Father. And He says, you have been saved. You are not condemned. And come back to that. But some of us get rooted in fear. We're afraid to be known. We're afraid of that light. We don't like the light on when other people are there because we don't want to be seen. And we live in a deep, Fear, and sometimes we live in such a fear it paralyzes our whole life with God. God wants you to understand that His power of acceptance and love from the very beginning of the giver's. Sending the gift was all done in love, not a tainted, perverted, weird love that you've experienced in the past, one that actually backhands you or hurts you or manipulates you. This love you do not need to be afraid of, Jesus is saying. He is calling you further to himself. Do you understand? We see, oh, those people don't understand when that train's going by and that man is Yelling. They're going by with all these different storylines. One is a heroin abuser. Another is got the, the bio wife and, and then you got people smooching on there, and people aren't realizing the sacrifice of the Son. The Son has been sacrificed. The gift has been sacrificed for you because of love. Now I I want you to, to sit here for a second with me. Your sins have been atoned for. It wasn't a bridge. It was a cross. It was on purpose that He sent Him to be the light of the world. And some are so mad and so in fear and so unwilling to believe and place faith that they reject and they are riddled by the things that are binding them. But You are so loved by the Giver, He wants you to, to drink that in, to take that in, to understand and allow that to go to the bottom of your soul to understand that God has sent His Son. That, he, that the Father dearly wants to know you. that there should be contrition in our hearts. There should be humility when we see to what measure the Father has sent the Son. We see the manner in which God is reaching out to us. It is in love. When we see His kindness and His gentleness coming and, and calling us to Himself. This is a good God that does not need us to exist. Does not need His ego stroked. But He chooses not only to take us from witness where we learn the, the joy of Christ. He takes us all the way to glory. He is the author and the perfecter of faith the the way that He asks you to Cooperate with his plan is for you to place your faith through his son continuously when you can't pay your bills, when you're about relationships, when you're insecure and you think just one more thing will make you feel better, or just one more bite or nobody knows I had 13 cookies, or the things you're peeking at on the computer, or the people that you're flirting with, all of the ways that fear holds us in darkness, God has set us free. His light is exposing our wickedness. And this gift of love should cause us and this goodness, should cause us to repent. We are in conflict with the Giver. We do not appreciate His gift. We do not trust. Therefore, we do not live by faith. He's calling us to place our faith in His Son. The gift of God gave His life so that you may know the Giver of love. Jesus came knowingly on mission and died on purpose to save you so that you may know the goodness of the Giver, the Father. So that we would be adopted sons from enemies, Romans says, to those who inherit, those who become part of the family. I want you to look at verse 21, and then we'll close this out. I like the musicians to come up on stage. Verse 21 says, "But whoever does what is true comes to the light so that it may be clearly seen that his deeds have been carried out in God." See, there's a radiance to this mystery. There's a radiance into the, it's like the things that are free, the things that are of Christ that we see over and over and over again. God is encouraging you over and over and over again to bring you to the light. So when somebody smiles, that's free. When somebody makes you a meal, that's free. When somebody loves you and comforts you and encourages you. When, This good God says, because I've sent the light and my son was born and has been born among you, you are now righteous. You can now stand before Me, not on your own accord. This isn't about you being self-righteous before God. This is being made righteous through the standing you have in Jesus Christ. This is the confidence that leaves fear behind, that that brings a courage to live in this light. To say, I understand the light exposes my sin. It exposes all the ways that I have carnally and aggressively and rebelliously rejected some of your ways, Lord, but yet you keep calling me back. And you call me back over and over again. And every single week, we talk about the cross of Jesus Christ. We talk about redemption and salvation. And our hope and our victory is found in that. This is why we come here every week. We don't come here because last week was dance week and this week was film week. We come here because of the Word of God and the Word of God is true. And His Son was sent because that shows us the truth of the Father and His plan. And He is redeeming us together at once. Let us be the redeemed community. Let us be the ones that learned this great gift. And as we reflect this month, this year, this lifetime, this moment, as we reflect on the gift, we will understand so much about the Giver and the way that He is given, the manner in which He is given, the sacrifice in which has been taken place so that we can receive that love. And then I ask you this, when you receive something wonderful from the Father, will you please give it away? will you please cherish your salvation? If you are someone who understands you have not been condemned, but you have been saved by the love of God, that He has so loved you despite your foolishness, that you would give that away? That you would say, woe is me? I'm here to serve you to serve the Giver, we are indebted. Not in a weird, crazy, psychological manipulation, but we have been set free to receive Christ's joy Christmas all of the time. As wonderful as eternal life is, as wonderful as righteousness and love is, to know the Father To understand the Giver. All other things are a byproduct. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one. Illustrating the beauty of God. Let us cherish that. Let us give that away. Let us learn more. Will you pray with me? Lord Jesus... We thank You for being born as a baby, completely vulnerable, completely approachable. You couldn't have come, Lord, in a less intimidating way than as a baby. And You call us not by the things of this world, not by the guarantees of our own fame or security according to the economy of this world. You don't call us to the ease and the comforts of this world. You call us to the peace and the solidarity of the victory of Your cross that You bore and that You put down and death has no sting and so You raised up and You live victoriously and You glorify the Father And You call us to follow You into a life that is sacrificial in giving. That is loving. That is full of joy. And Lord, You say Your kingdom come. It's already here when we understand by the Spirit that the fruit of the kingdom and the benefits are now. That... In your economy, a man must not be able to see physically for him to see. A man can be in a wheelchair and walk with you. We are the broken and the tattered and the broken and the abused, Lord. We all are and you recognize that. And there's nothing keeping us from standing and walking and talking and living in your name. And Holy Spirit, come on us, Holy Spirit, and provide us the power of the authority of the One that we love to live and to proclaim the truth and to demonstrate what it means to be in Your joy. Help us, Lord, in our scattered ADD when it comes to not not taking the time to understand not only who You have given us in our dear Savior, Jesus, but in who You are as we... Do not recognize Your character or the plan. Forgive us, Lord. We become rejections. We become depressed. We become rebels against Your light. Lord, call us into Your light. And if for one person in here has never been in Your light, never felt as though they could be saved, that they could by faith walk with You, Lord. I ask that You would call them to the communion table today for the very first time. Lord, I ask that You would move upon Your children, the ones that do not know they are Your children, and call them out, the ones who have been abandoned and unadopted, those who have been marginalized and sent to the... To the curb. Lord, I ask that You would woo them to Yourself so that not this church or this service would be satisfied, but that You would be satisfied. That You would find great pleasure in being reunited with Yours. We thank You for the sacrifice of the Son. As we come to the table, we understand that You have been sacrificed for our sins, for our transgressions and our iniquities. Lord, but it pleased You to send the Son to be sacrificed. Because you knew that you had victory at hand. And we thank you for the victory we receive in our relationship with you as we come to the table in humility knowing that we will not be rejected though we reject you. Though we will not, you will not hold your love back though we've held our love back to you. Though we will be paid attention to though you have not always been paid attention to. When we come to this table, we have not always valued the gift that You gave us through the Son, though You always valued us. And so God, I ask that we would come because of Your goodness to repentance. We will come to the table, Lord, where Your Son's body is represented by broken bread. And where we are offered forgiveness and atonement Expitiation, Lord, that You have covered it all, that there is no more debt, that You have freed us. And so we claim freedom at this table. We thank You for the remembrance that we receive in our, in our heart. That also brings us to hope of You on the throne. And we do look forward to seeing You being with you today. We thank you, Lord, in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Red Sea Church. If you would like more information about Red Sea, including more audio messages, please go to our website at www.redseachurch.org. If you would like to contact Red Sea, you can email us at info at redseachurch.org.